Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Parney from the Flying Squirrels is with us this morning. Rob, you crop from the Richmond Kickers this morning, and Dan Schmidt from RMC joining us as well. Uh, guys, really appreciate you joining us. Let me just do a quick roll call. Parney, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Great to be here. Looking forward to uh, discussing this important subject. Absolutely, and I like hearing the positivity back in your voice as well. Rob Ucrop, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Bob. How about yourself? Doing fine. Glad to have you on the air with us this morning, and uh, I'm sure these are positive, exciting things that are beginning to happen for the kickers as well. And Dan Schmidt, uh, good morning. You are going to give us, as I get going here, a little bit of an overview of what it's going to look like this year when fans get back into these venues that, that you guys service during the course of the year. Good morning, Dan. Hey, you betcha. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Parney. How are you, Rob? Good morning. All right, fellas, here's where I want to start uh, with this. And I I will admit, I saw this this morning, so I I have one of these email blasts, that I'm taking this a little bit out of context, and I'm putting the cart a little bit before the horse. But I think it will act as a thesis for what we're going to talk about over the next uh, 45 minutes or so. The headline read, stadiums will be full this fall. It was written better than I said it. Stadiums will be full this fall. Will you go? which I think is an overarching question. So let me start with the first half of that. And, Parney, I'm going to start with you. I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit by saying stadiums will be full this fall, and this article was truthfully talking more about big-time college football in the fall, but I want to start right here on the boulevard with the diamond. When you open those gates in in March, what do you expect it to look like? All right, May, I beg your pardon. In May, I beg your pardon. Yeah, that's okay. We, we opened them yesterday, actually, for BCU baseball, a thrilling walk-off victory for the fighting Sean Stifflers. So that was awesome. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping that uh, the trends continue, Bob, in a positive direction with cases going down, vaccines going up. Uh, and uh, as of right now, uh, we're grateful to the governor uh, for uh, his uh, assertion in his last press conference that if if what I just said, it continues to happen, uh, he'll drop the thousand person uh, capacity limit and we'll be at 30%, which right now we're at a thousand people or 30%, whatever's lower. Uh, we need th- we need it to be at that 30% and we're confident that uh, the trends will continue uh, as they are. And, and that's where we'll be at, at minimum uh, when we open in May. What he said, and my colleagues here, Rob and Dan can uh, can agree with me, I think, uh, is that would be for March 30th or April 1st. So who knows? I mean, COVID, Bob, has changed on a daily basis uh, ever since it started wreaking havoc on us last March. So um, we're hoping that everything's going to remain positive and that we're going to be at minimum 30% is what we're hopeful for here at the Diamond. Rob, was that a fair starting point? from the governor, the 30%, 1,000, whichever was lower, and was that what you were expecting to hear? I'm not sure that was what I was expecting to hear. Um, I personally would prefer, and I think the kickers fans, we prefer a percentage right now, um, whether it's 20 or 25. Um, I understand why the governor made that decision, and we're thankful that at least we're on the path to starting to open up the stadiums, which is great. Um, The reality is in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, we played a season at City Stadium. Uh, The 
limit at that point was a thousand people. So where we are right now. So from that perspective, we haven't had any progress since last year. And with the vaccinations going up and the cases going down, you know, I anticipate that 30%, hopefully getting to 50% much quicker um, than it took us to get to this 30%. So again, I don't want to be ungrateful, but at the same time, you know, right now, technically we're the same point we were in the middle of the summer last year uh, when we were actually playing a thousand person seating um, in, with a thousand people in the stadium. And the reality is the economics for that, whether it's the squirrels or whether it's us or whether it's um, big time football, the economics don't work for anybody on that. So we're, we're optimistic and again, appreciate the governor at least starting this path um, to opening things back up. So, so we're excited. Hopefully that 30% comes right in on April 1st or March 31st. How much, Rob, let me start here with you and Dan, just hang tight because I'm coming to you. But And, and Dennis Bickmeyer was scheduled to be with us from Richmond Raceway because I think we can all can envision what that venue looks like with only a 1,000 people in it, and hopefully it will be more by the time they host their first NASCAR race here in the spring. What What's the behind the scenes, as much as you can kind of tell us, lobbying kind of been going on with you guys to try and get this done uh, maybe quicker than it has already started. Rob, I would start with you. Has there been uh, kind of grassroots stuff behind the scenes happening to try and move this along in an accelerated fashion? Yeah, I think the neat part, and again, I will defer to Dan on this, but Dan has been an incredible leader for this. Um, we pulled our season off last year with um, with an incredible staff that we have here at the Kickers, but really RMC was a driving force to make sure the safety protocols were in place and helping us enforce the po- policies and protocols we had. Um, th- the best part about this COVID, and there's not a whole lot of good things, I'll tell you, uh, was that it's brought the sports and entertainment venue folks together. Um, you know, because we all have this shared interest in terms of entertaining people and keeping people safe and giving them a place to go so they can get away from whatever's troubling them in their normal life, whether it's COVID or something else or mental health. So, um, you know, the only good thing from my perspective with this COVID, it's brought all of us together to have these conversations to reimagine the sports experience in a safe in a safe way. But at the same time, realizing how important what we do, whether you like soccer or you like racing or you like basketball or football or whatever it might be that you like, um, it's given us this perspective that, you know what, this is a really critical part of, of a healthy society. Well, uh, Rob, let me go to Dan Schmidt then and stay on that topic of kind of behind the scenes, Dan, and conversations that have been having and what your perspective and viewpoint was. You have great knowledge and great information with all your folks at all of these venues. Um, What your perspective was and what you saw happen to get this thing started. Well, Bob, when 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 the world started to shut down in March, uh, it was it was early or mid April when a couple of us were 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 speaking about it. Uh, Rob and Parney and Ed and Vic and we said, look, we got to gather folks together and we got to start having conversation about how we reengage. So it was mid April. Uh, we got 200 plus event and venue leaders on a Zoom call, and we started discussing what we can do now to get our venues together, what are, get our venues prepared, what kind of protocols we would need to start putting in place from from. PPE to disinfecting standards to entry spacing. We knew this was coming and we've been working on it since April. Uh, These venues have built robust plans. They're ready to re-engage safely. They've reinvented their modifications in their building. They've reinvented their protocols. They've got staff in place to support. This, This industry, as Rob said, has really come together. We've been information sharing since April from best practices that are being released by national agencies 
um, and sharing those tools so the venues could build a template to not only re-engage safely, but to re-engage with some consistency so that a guest to a kickers game and a guest to the squirrels game and a guest in the Seagull Center and a guest out here for NASCAR begin to see the same processes. And those 200 people are still unified today. We talk to them regularly. They're providing input both forward and backward. Um, and it's, it's really, it, as Rob said, it's been excellent. It's been really, really cool to see. Uh, Dan, obviously you're in the political world as well as the Brooklyn District Supervisor. Um, have you had any opportunity to have the governor's ear or anyone from his staff to impart some of this knowledge and wisdom and information as he makes decisions to hopefully loosen restrictions even more? We have, you know, through this task force, but also, you know, we, we're not going to miss an opportunity to talk to him and his folks. When he was out here visiting the vaccination place, we talked about the, the facility itself here and what Richmond Raceways and facilities this size can do. Because, look, let's face it, our vaccinations are our path to re-engagement. And, and he knows that, we know that. And, and linking those conversations and letting him know that we fully understand we, we are ready to be held accountable. We understand the importance of what we're being entrusted with. This industry has pivoted before. 9-11 calls an, an intense pivot in this industry. It's, it, it, it's a nimble industry. They're ready to do the task and they're ready to do it to the standards that he, that he expects. He should rightfully expect from our industry. Uh, but I, I would say this, Dan, and I, I'll go to Parney on this. Obviously, 9-11, what an uh, obviously tragic event, um, you know, will never be forgotten in, in our history. But, uh, you know, Parney, when 9-11 hit, sports was there to act as a comfort level for people. Sports was not there at all uh, when we hit this pandemic level. And don't you think that kind of adds a little bit to this impact as well, that something that we normally draw upon to help us in tough times was part of the tough times and wasn't there for us at all? Well, Bob, you must have had a, an, an ear into our meetings as, as we talk with this group of folks um, because that's kind of been my, my drum that I've beat. Uh, I think strongly, strongly, that sports and entertainment is going to be a major healing force for communities all across the world uh, as we come out of COVID. And and um, you know I think that that's important starting right now. That as people are getting vaccinated, as people are getting more comfortable uh, with easing back into their communities that the sports and entertainment venues are safely open so that we can be the healing place. Uh, because these venues, Bob, are the places where people of, of all walks of life meet and they socialize and they come together for one common thing. And it might not even be sports, but it's always community. And, and we feel strongly uh, that the more we can safely open, the more it's going to be uh, positive for our communities all over the Commonwealth of Virginia. Were you therefore Parney along the same lines as what you know Rob disclosed, and I appreciate him being as frank and honest as he was. That hey, while we're grateful for this, you know we need to move this along as quickly as possible. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we are grateful, uh, very much so, and and but but this, <laughs> I've never been in a pandemic before, Bob. <laughs> None of us have, right? Or ever so again, just, we hope. Or ever no, again. I'm not, I, I can tell you one thing's for sure, Bob. I'm not signing up for the next one. I can <laughs> promise you that. Uh, but but everything's a step in the right direction, right? And and we just have to keep taking these positive steps. We have to keep doing what we need to do 
from a safety protocol uh, to, to uh, mitigate it. And then we have to keep getting the vaccines and vaccines in arms. And uh, I think that uh, what what uh, Dano talked about over at the raceway is just amazing what, what they're doing over there. Uh, and and uh, as much as we can open it up safely, uh, we need to do that because, again, I think these venues are incredibly important to the mental health of people getting what they like because we haven't had really what we've liked for a long time, right? And even us that operate the venues, we've spent the last year uh, doing things that we don't normally do or we don't normally like to do. We like operating events. We like entertaining people. We like making memories with people. And the more that we can safely open up uh, as soon as we can, that's that's the, 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 that's the road we need to take, I feel. You and the Flying Squirrels obviously did as much as you could to do some events, minimal uh, attendance events at the Diamond since this thing helped uh, started. How much will that help you as you go through this process now, both not only from your perspective, and I'm going to kind of get into the second part of that headline I read, not only from your perspective, but also maybe easing the public's mind that they can come there and have a safe, enjoyable experience. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really important. You know, I think we've learned a lot, Bob, about ourselves. Uh, I've said this a bunch of times uh, in interviews the last 11, 12 months. Uh, I truly feel um, that God put us in a big old timeout. And, and we, you know, we have to remember what we learned during the pandemic and personally and also professionally. And professionally, all these venues pivoted and we, we know that we can do other things. You know, we, we can... We can do drive-in concerts. We can do uh, movies in the outfield. We can do movies on the screen. We can do Frisbee golf. And I think that those are all events and activities that also bring the community together. So I, I think um, we, we, we need to make sure that all the lessons that were learned during the pandemic are lessons that we take over our life. I remember back in May when I was going through some tough times here, our buddy coach Mike Rhodes did a wellness check and just dropped by the ballpark one day. And he said to me, I hope that we all take the things that we've learned, like having dinner as a family, uh, for one, uh, which which I've personally done more in the last 11 months than I've probably done in my 53-year life. Uh, so I, I think it's really important that professionally and personally, we take the different events and we take the different things that we've learned in the pandemic and we take them with us post-pandemic. Rob Ucop, where do you think you guys will be when you reopen the gates? And I thought your perspective was really interesting that that you're already at that level because of what you were able to do uh, last year. How much more significant could it be this time around? Well, as you as you look at a thousand people, and and as Parney and Dan were were talking, it, it kind of was a good reflection moment for me. And just thinking about last year, our last couple games, our last four games, we sold all 1,000 tickets we had out, which is great. It's nice to say we sold out. Um, at one point, we sold out. We had more fans in the stadium than the Champions League final in Europe, which is pretty cool. Um, but, you know, Obviously, that would never happen again. But we were turning away people at the gate last summer um, toward the end of the season during the pandemic, and people were unhappy with us as an organization saying, you know, but you have space. And, you know, but we were trying to, well, we weren't trying. We did follow the governor's mandate, a 1,000 people, which actually included players, um, staffing, 
all of those things. So it was probably more about 825 people. So when we turn people down, you know, and take away these memories with little kids crying, I mean, it was heartbreaking. Um, so for me personally, and I don't want to speak for the other guys, you know, ultimately, whatever the percentage is, it is. It's the governor's decision. But as we move toward this, there are a lot of people that we could be at 100 percent and they're not going to feel comfortable coming out over the short term. And we completely respect that decision to understand it. But there's another batch of people out there that are anxious and excited to get back there out there to support their local teams, um, their local universities. They're ready to get back out there. Um, so, you know, you, we don't want to keep those people from creating those memories. And, you know, the mental health side is, is really traumatic for me. Um, you know, working on soccer fields and coaching young kids um, throughout this pandemic, you know, just seeing the joy they have just to be together outside, whether they're wearing a mask or not running and, and just competing. So, you know, stripping that from people, it, there's, a, there's a longer impact um, besides just COVID that, that uh, the longer it takes us to get open, it causes more problems down the road. Hey, Dan Schmidt, let me follow up on that. How have you either handled in the past what Rob was talking about or instructed uh, your folks to handle that situation where maybe uh, a couple of fans show up and they see all this space and all these open seats out there and not all that many people that you're used to and that they're told that we have to turn you away because we're at our capacity. You're following the rules, but it's very frustrating when you tell you know, a couple of fans that they can't come in, even though they see all those empty seats and space. Yeah, it's hard, uh, you know, and, and luckily most of our, all of our partners have done a good job with pre-scheduling their guests and, and the kickers did, I, you know, they did a, a phenomenal job of laying the groundwork of how it could work and how it should work. And, how, and, and, and let's face it, how it safely worked. They did a great job and they came through last season uh, really for our industry by proving it can be done. I'll tell you what else, when people are in the venue, you know, I've been in the Robin Center and the Siegel Center for these limited capacity games. And, you know, it, it's hard to tell people you need to sit in the seat assigned to you. You can't move around. You can't socialize. You can't talk. Look, Parney said it. That's how we heal. Uh, these, these social experiences are so important to folks, um, these shared experiences. And I you know, getting back to that safely as we equitably talk about a percentage um, so you can so you can reasonably talk about how, how venue space matters and how people can begin to socialize again is important because telling somebody they can't come to an event when they're ready and they feel safe and they're prepared. And now as they're vaccinated um, that I'm glad to see that coming to an end. Uh, Dan, I want to pick up on that after the break and get into that as the second part of that kind of headline that I read about, you know, will you go if you can? But and I don't want to put any words in Dennis Pickmeyer's mouth, and he's been on this show uh, several times and has talked about this. But, Dan, I'll just ask you, I mean, that NASCAR race is coming up, what, in the middle of April? I mean, what do you envision, you know, that looking like out at Richmond Raceway? People are going to come. So we, we've seen people do pod concerts. We've seen the kickers play. We, we People are going to come. Uh, there are people ready to go back and re-engage. And Rob said it exactly right. There are people who are not. That's that. That is okay. We fully understand and respect it. And these vendors, the, uh, my, these clients, Dennis is putting out hand raiser emails to his to his uh, to his fans, saying, "If we are able to re-engage, you want to come or not?" I mean, we're nobody is no nobody's making it mandatory. So they, they will come. That, that and, and this capacity issue that we'll talk about to make it equitable in these facilities and keep them keep them socially spaced, uh, they will come. 
guys, we kind of started this show, again, out of context, stealing the headline. Stadiums will be full this fall. Around here, we certainly hope it's even before the fall. And then the second part, will you go? Um, Rob, let me go to you next, I think, because in the timeline of things, if we talked about a race at Richmond Raceway in April, you would be preparing for your season around that time as well, if not earlier, right? At the end of the week, um, just there's some, some scheduling things within the league. We have a team from Toronto that plays in our league, so dealing with the Canadian borders and other challenge that USL League One is working through right now. Um, but we anticipate either home opener we're hoping for maybe April 24th or uh, May 1st. Those are kind of the target dates that we have right now. Uh, we, we think people are going to want to be back there. Um, we, we modified our season ticket plan from uh, years past where the traditional season ticket, we call it Kickers Plus. Um, part of it with the uncertainty of what the capacity would look like. The problem we had last year is we had too many tickets out. Um, so it was tricky to find out who was going to show up. So from a staffing side of it, trying to figure out who was going to use their tickets. And then if not, what did, what inventory do we have left to sell in the thousand? So, you know, there's some certain some challenges with the 30%, but that 30% is much better than the 1,000. Uh, we think people are excited to be back. You know, the amount of emails and calls I'm getting right now is where's the schedule, where's the schedule? So we're going to play a 28-game season, 14 home, 14 away. So we're really excited to get going. I mean, I asked the same question during the break, quite frankly, Robin, looking at the website and going, wow, I wish their schedule was up. And obviously that's been resonating with you and your folks uh, and hopefully will change here before too long. And you do have that interesting scenario with the team north of the border up there in, in Canada. So I know you got a lot of things still still on the plate to work out there. And then close to that, Parney, we talked last week when you were on about the schedule release and how exciting that is. How different is it now in preparing to get tickets out to fans knowing the limited number of attendance now the hope that it's going to be more moving forward but at least you do have a a schedule in place at least i assume it's still the same schedule in place right now yeah well overnight bob the triple a schedule yeah. changed. i'm sure you saw that i uh, did uh, and, and so again every day when you work every day there's there's a curveball that, that, that comes uh, I just walked back to the water cooler when we were in the break to, to get some more water. And uh, Garrett Irwin, our ticket guru, is working on another uh, seating pod chart uh, to go to Major League Baseball uh, because they're, they're approving uh, the seating pod charts all across the country, which is awesome. And, 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 you know, I think that's another example of how everybody wants to do this right. Everybody wants to do this safely uh but we're not selling tickets yet uh, we're selling season tickets of course and we've seen an uptick in those because people aren't sure what the capacity is going to end up being throughout the course of the year so they want to make sure they have a seat so they're calling and ordering season tickets just to ensure that uh but we're trying to figure out bob uh, when we're going to be able to put tickets on sale we're not going to probably be able to do that until uh, after uh, after March 30th, 31st, or what, whatever it is, when when we know uh, that the uh, that the thousand person capacity is going to be dropped, as the governor said it would, if there wasn't going to be any big change uh, negatively. So, um, you know, it's it's a <laughs> I'm laughing because it's just amazing how how you just got to go with the go with the flow on on this stuff and just do the best you can. Tanya says that at our house all the time. We're all just doing the best we can, uh, and and the the desire to do the right thing 
is always there for all of us in the in the venue business. Um, Parney, I know you've got fans, and, and Rob, you're in the same boat too. I know, but but let me direct this at Parney. You've you've got fans that have been in the same seat maybe for the entire existence of the Richmond Flying Squirrels that have been season tickets. I know some of them personally. They've been in the same seat. Are you going to be in a situation where you're going to have to tell them because of this pod setup, you're going to have to sit in a, in a different seat? I know they're going to be grateful just to be in the ballpark um, or in the stadium, but is that going to be part of this, that it's going to look a whole lot different when they walk through those diamond gates? 2021 is just going to be different, Bob. I mean, that's just the fact. And and we all just have to be grateful that we have 2021. That's how I'm looking at it. I mean, uh, in the past, if I had to tell somebody like that, I'd, I'd be really frustrated about it. Uh, but I just think people are going to be so happy. I mean, I, I think crops the same way as me. Like, uh, And I'm sure Dan, with all the things that he deals with across the Commonwealth, people stop us in the grocery store aisles and say how excited they are just the bob the the the, when the schedule came out the number of people that stopped me on the street stopped me wherever i was just to say they were happy the schedule was out um you know it's it's amazing the passion people have and and the people that you speak of there are no people more passionate than, than the people that have been sitting in the same seats uh, I don't know for sure that that's going to happen. I'm 95% sure that that'll happen at least somewhere because of the different um, zones that we'll have to have, you know, safety zones. Uh, and I just expect fully that our fans are so awesome and, and they're so passionate that, 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 like you said, they're just going to be grateful to be here. Uh, but it's going to be different. And, and But we're not going to get back to quote-unquote normal without building a bridge that includes being different. And I think we just all have to smile and be excited about it and be happy about it and work together just like this group of venues uh, has worked together, like Dano said, since uh, last April. Got about 10 minutes left with the guys. Um, if you're a fan and you've got a question, some of our conversation has prompted a question or a comment. By all means, 521-8501. Mitchell will get you on the air along with the rest of us as well or text it to me, and I'll be glad to ask the gentleman, 804-638-9508. Uh, Dan Schmidt, let me throw the question at you that was in that headline I read this morning and give you an opportunity to talk about from your perspective and RMC's perspective what you will be doing to make people feel good about going going into these venues and feeling safe. So the end of that headline was, will you go addressed to the fan community? Given that every fan, every person will make their own personal decision. Can you speak to, yes, I will go and what it will be like going. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and, and look, we're getting that question already. Fans deserve to ask that question. They deserve to know what it will it look like when I go. So here's, here's a couple quick tips. One expect the staff at those venues to either be health screened and or hopefully vaccinated. Uh, we're, we're, we're keeping up with that as well. And we're health screening. We've been health screening for months. Uh, but the vaccination rate is picking up for the staff members that work in those buildings too. expect contactless service whenever possible. Uh, we're already venues are already talking about contactless parking opportunities when you're scanning parking passes. We're going to we're going to have contactless parking here at NASCAR for the first time in April. They'll come in, we'll scan their parking pass, no contact, and, and roll right on in. That'll, that'll continue with digital and contactless ticketing. Timed entry. Uh, timed entry is a thing for some folks. You could be given a time to space out some entry. Uh, you will see spaced entry portals. Uh, all gates at NASCAR will be used. 
Uh, it will be open, but there'll be space, so we're only using 50% of them. Um, directional movements inside of stadiums and arenas. There could be one-way stairs going up, one-way stairs going down. You could see things like that. I think you'll see face coverings, at least on staff, for quite some time, certainly for guests as we re-engage. You'll see increased disinfection and sanitation uh, protocols. You'll see reduced touch points. Seating will be spaced to begin with. Uh, concession modifications. And, and look, at, you know, as Parney just said, expect to see a shorter window for ticket sales. So folks, when, when, when these venues re-engage, um, the, the ticket sales window is going to be short. Look, University of Richmond's putting some football tickets out there. And it's a race to get them. People will come back. Uh, we will keep you safe, uh, but expect the protocols. And, and lastly, Bob, we need their help too. This is new for them. It's new for us. When there's a new system in place at a gate and we're asking for spacing and we're and it looks a little different, it's for everyone's safety, yours and ours. So um, we're ready to go. We're ready to re-engage. I think people are ready to go. The Wall Street Journal article today on concerts re-engaging is, is extremely uh, favorable to that. The UK opens up on June 21. They sold 100,000 tickets for an August festival. Um, people are ready to go. Uh, Rob Ucrop and Parney, uh, and listening to Dan, Rob, I'll start with you. How, I mean, I know you have to be. It doesn't matter one way or the other. How comfortable are you with everything that, that Dan just said uh, to putting that in place at uh, City Stadium and that your fan base will be accepting of it and that your people will embrace it as well? Yeah, you know, we had the trial run last year with those eight games. Um, you know, to Dan's point, we went, everything was digital uh, from ticket scanning to concession. So, again, paperless is, is, paper is gone now at City Stadium. We put in $2 million in the last uh, year and a half out there, and we have all these great amenities now that people haven't had really the full um, access to. So we're really excited. Um, you know, the face mask coverings that was required last year, you know, not only have we been working with Dan and his team and the other sports industry leaders in, in, in the Commonwealth, um, but within our league, we have our own stringent protocols, too, that we have to meet, you know, from the player testing pod. Um, we just set up our player bubble with our players currently with many of our staff members. So, so you know, there's a lot more than just walking into the gate that we're, we're looking at behind the scenes from um, – you know, the different hand sanitizing stations and just things you never would have thought about before, but it's there. And, and I don't want to say it's in your face, but it's everywhere. So when people walk in, they'll be reminded COVID is still here. Um, you know, but again, as both of them have said, as vaccinations go up, we think people, the comfort level is going to continue to grow higher and confident. And um, we look forward to having smiling, smiling young faces at these games, seeing these players um, that are really aspirational for them. Um, there's nothing better than going out with your mom or your dad to watch a sporting event. I mean, I can remember coming to watch games at the Robin Center when I was a little kid. And, you know, those are such transformational moments and that this whole generation of kids has really been stripped of a whole year of that. Um, you know, we're excited to get people back here soon. Parney, you heard uh, Dan Schmidt, and I'm sure it was nothing new to you. You're obviously in the midst of all of this as well. But, man, that was an extensive list that he just gave of everything that's going to be happening to keep fans safe. Uh, how comfortable are you with that that level uh, so that when fans do ask you about it, you can give them an informative answer, and then they can make their own decision? Because at the end of the day, that's still what it's coming down to. Yeah, well, Dan's the best. I mean, he's the best at it. We're, we're grateful for his leadership. Uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia on this subject. Uh, and uh, Ben Rothrock, our general manager here at the Squirrels and our staff, I mean, we spend a lot of time on this daily, and there's things that change on a daily basis. 
because uh, it's a responsibility, Bob. We have to do this right. Like, we want to do this right. We have to do this right. And one thing that Vic says all the time on our meetings, you know, we've always, all the venue operators, when we go to work every single day, uh, pre-COVID, uh, I always say a little prayer before every game for safety. You know, we want safety for the fans, safety for the staff, safety for the players. Uh, and, and I think that's how everybody is. And, and uh, you know, COVID, of course, accelerates that, and it's changing a lot of the things that we do. But providing people a venue in a safe, comfortable, affordable setting where they can make memories with family and friends is what we all do, and that's what we want to do now and moving forward. And so, uh, I mean, Dan's A++, so everything he said, you know, we're, we're, we're working on that on a daily basis to get ready for May 4th, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of things that we add and change. And one last thing, Bob, sorry I'm so long-winded as usual, but, uh, you know, having Major League Baseball now uh, overseeing the minor leagues, uh, our, our protocols going through Major League Baseball in New York City. Uh, so not only is it just the minor leagues, but it's, it's the major leagues. So the best practices and uh, getting approval from MLB on all the things that we're doing. That's, I, I feel completely confident that our fan base is going to feel safe here. Uh, and, and we're going to strive 110% every single time we open those gates, uh, along with the RMC events and dance folks. Uh, to, to not only make them safe, but help them feel comfortable in making memories here at the Diamond. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Parney and Rob, to look into your crystal ball here in just a moment. But let me sidestep to Dan for one last comment in more real time, because you alluded to this, Dan. Uh, University of Richmond football will play outdoor venue uh, Saturday. I know this wasn't part of our pro sports conversation, uh, but they are hopeful we'll have 1,000 people in Robin Stadium on Saturday, what do you anticipate that going to look like and what your people will be doing? Yeah, we've talked to those folks over at UR. They were eager to hear the uh, the governor's announcement. They've put some uh, really good protocols in place. We'll have staff there, again, to safely space people at the gates. We'll have staff there to ensure they sit um, uh, in a socially distanced area. Um, that stadium, you know, Bob, what's the capacity of Robin Stadium? Is it uh, eight, 9,000? Yeah, about 8,000. So at 30%, that's why, that's why this is so critical. And that's what people really need to understand. The, the percentage plan is, is, is an equitable measure to keep them safe. So 30% in Robin Stadium, you know, is, is, is very doable. The hard cap at 1,000 is the part that just makes it unequitable. At the Diamond, you know, 9,000 versus Scott Stadium, 60,000. 1,000 does not work but 30% makes it equitable and it allows those venue operators to space them out. So I've spoken to the leadership over at Richmond several times, almost daily in the last week or two. Um, they've got their protocols are ready. They've been working on it for months. A guest can expect to park, enter safely, sit safely. There'll be of course limited uh, amenities, right? Concessions and things like that as we roll it out. But uh, fans will get those, they will grab those tickets. And that's why we've been working so hard and that's why these venues been working so hard to get their buildings ready. Uh, look, Pennsylvania's moving to 15% indoor, 20 outdoor. North Carolina's moving to 30%. Governor Cooper announced North Carolina going to 30%. Uh, New York, New Jersey moving to percentages. It's time to realize that the, the differences of these venues and the spacing and the ability for these venues to do this right. Um, I, I can't wait to be given the opportunity to show that it can be done. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. 
I think we all are ready for it. Uh, make no mistake about that. All right, guys, we've talked about what it's going to look like when you open the gates for the first time. So fair or unfairly, let me have you look into your crystal ball. Rob, I'll start with you. What do you anticipate? I, I know what your hope is. Realistic thinking when you close down the season this year, how far along, you know, realistically do you think we will come in having a close to normal fan experience by the end of going through it this time around? I'm definitely an optimist. I think we'll be at, at that 75% percentage or just wide open by the end of uh, by September. I'm an optimist. I think the vaccinations, I think um, the Department of Health here and Danny Bula have done a nice job of trying to get these vaccinations in the people's arms. And I think the comfort level and based on the stuff that I'm reading, and I'm, I'm no scientist or expert, but it just looks like the numbers are going down. And, you know, all I've read about it, herd immunity, I'm hopeful that that thing will start to really kick in here by July, and we're looking good by September. That will be my, my best hope and guess. Barney, when you stage Fan Appreciation Day at the end of the season, what's it going to look like? Well, I agree with Dan. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know because I don't know what the MLB protocol is going to be all throughout the year, uh, but I know that we're going to be safe about it. And, and um, look, like I said, Bob, step by step by step. Uh, but I certainly think that if we're, you know, at 30 or 40 percent in, uh, in May and June, and we keep going up bit by bit throughout the course of the summer, we could be at the 75 uh, percent, 80 uh, percent. And uh, you know, again, we just got to build a bridge to the future. Hey, real quick, Barney, you alluded to AAA baseball announcing yesterday it's delaying its start. Is that going to have a trickle down effect to you guys? No, Bob, we don't affect. We don't expect that at all. Uh, we we we're looking at May fourth, and and May fourth is unaffected as of right now uh, by what happened yesterday. This is all good news to end our sports fan forum this morning. Uh, gentlemen, great job. Thank you for your candidacy and honesty and frankness and taking us behind the scenes and your hope that we'll all be back in your venues before too long. Dan Schmidt, thank you. Thanks, Bob. Good talking to you as always. Rob Ucrop, really appreciate catching up with you this morning. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for giving us the platform to share, share this. It's an important thing for all of us here in the community. And, Parney, thank you as well. Really appreciate your time this morning. All right. Thanks, Bob. Have fun. Go nuts, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Great way to end it. Our Sports Fan Forum, we hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was interesting, informative, entertaining, and, and quite frankly, hopefully it put your mind at ease that as a sports fan, you will be comfortable and ready to go back to these venues.